Hey everyone, it's Mackenzie, and you're listening to Rising Radiant Podcast. Today is a really incredible episode because I have Brittany Hoyt with me. She is the founder and director of the Radiant Initiative, a speaker, an international missions leader, an influencer, a pioneer in the kingdom, and one of my favorite people. She equips people all over the world to step into the fullness of their identity, authority, and God-given potential. Today, we talk about obedience and carrying out the promises of God. You're really going to love today's chat. Thanks for tuning in. Today is so incredible. It's amazing because I am here with one of my dearest friends, Brittany, my partner in ministry, and we are going to go deep today and talk about how to give the Lord your yes. Britt, I'm so happy we get to chat and our listeners just get to hear more of your story and the depth inside of you. Thank you, Kins. This is so exciting to get a chance to talk to all of our listeners. So fun. Britt, when I think of you, I think of just how your life is such a beautiful reflection of you saying yes to the Lord again and again and again. And you have, I've gotten to see it up close and people have seen it across our generation. You've catalyzed people all over the world with your yes and your radical obedience. And, and so I wanted to kind of just unpack that a little bit of how, how it all started for you and what, you know, what compelled you at first to give your yes to the Lord and, and start the Radiant Initiative and, you know, just be so confident in the word of God over your life. Thank you, Kins. I think that learning to give the Lord my yes probably happened when I was in Reading, going to ministry school at Bethel. And like a brief overview of my story is I was always raised in a Christian family, always loved the Lord, always had a heart to seek after God and give the Lord every part of who I was. But I remember being in Reading and just having so many realizations that my life didn't look like what I thought it should look like. And it wasn't unraveling the way that I thought it should unravel in, or it wasn't happening on the timetable that I wanted it to happen in. But what I realized is that every time that I would surrender my desires and my my um, dreams to the Lord, I would see the Lord come through in a bigger and better way than I could have ever imagined. And I remember one brief example was my whole growing up. I always thought I wanted to go to ministry school and, and I remember going into college and the Lord saying to me, Britt, I'm going to take you to nursing school instead. And you're going to learn to help people with their health and and in the the medical world. Mm. And so I did that. And then a couple of years after graduating and getting to work as a nurse, I so clearly heard the Lord say, now it's time to go to ministry school. And I remember telling the Lord, I don't want to go to ministry school anymore. I am in my mid twenties now, and now mm-hmm. I've gotten an opportunity to go do missions. And I feel like missions is actually my heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm going to do instead. But I knew that the Lord was calling me to go to Reading. And I so clearly heard the Lord say, I'm going to, I'm going to send you to Reading to equip you for what I'm calling wow. you into. And so I ended up moving to Reading and had my entire world turned upside down. And in looking back at my time in Reading, at Bethel, I learned foundational things about my identity and then learning how to access my authority as a child wow. of the Lord. And and those four years that I spent in writing, I wouldn't take back, I wouldn't trade them 
for the whole world. It, mm-hmm. it transformed my entire paradigm. And wow. I remember finishing um, ministry school and then hearing the Lord say, now it's time to go to your mm-hmm. missions. And now it's time for you to unpack everything that I've planted inside of you. And so I feel like that's the season that I find myself in now is getting to unpack what God put inside of me, what he planted inside of me. And again, I look at the timetable and I'm like, man, Mm. I never would have put my timetable like this, but this has been the most abundant thing. And so it's because of that, that, um, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I became a director, missions director of a ministry at a local church here that was called Zeal Global. And I was the missions director there for a year. And then I felt like the Lord told me, Britt, it's time to extend your tent pegs. Now is time to birth your own nonprofit. And so that is what translated into me starting the Radiant Initiative. So good. Y'all, this is so such a treat today because you're getting deep insight and just insider scoop into the founder and president of the Radiant Initiative's life and just how she started everything from the ground up and just the the journey that the Lord took her on. So it's so exciting. And Britt, I love that because you have just, you have built your life in accordance to the word of God. And you said yes, every step of the way, no matter what it looked like. And could you just tell our listeners for people who aren't aware of all that the Radiant Initiative does and what God's doing in and through your ministry, will you just um, share a little bit more on that? Yeah. So the Radiant Initiative started last year and my verse for starting it was just like a rise and shine. And I have had it on my heart for so long to empower and equip people to walk in the fullness of their identity as sons and daughters. And so the Radiant Initiative initially started as a missions organization. And we also run local women's ministries here in Nashville, Tennessee. Obviously we host these podcasts where we get to interview our personal heroes and people who have transformed our lives in their understanding of the Lord and their history with God. And so I think throughout all of what we are doing here at the Radiant Initiative, our goal is to impact people to walk in fullness of whatever that looks like, whether we take you on a mission trip and we give you an experience where you get to go into these impoverished countries and you get to build and you get to be a minister and you get to be the hands and feet of the Lord, or whether it's us bringing you back here and we're equipping you in a living room and then we're encouraging you and empowering you to go out into your communities and to be change agents within your workplaces, within your friend groups, wherever you are. And so I think that's kind of my heart behind the Radiant Initiative. I love that. And it's so who you are. It's You are so passionate about releasing the fullness of your purpose and potential to the world to shift culture. And that's yeah. what you do so well Thank with you people. It's you activate people in that and empower Thank them you. to be their full self and release that to the world. Yeah. And, so, so and it's good. just been so fun too, because we've gotten to do this together. So fun. And then my brother is one of our board members and one of my mentors, Robin, Burner from Idaho is one, one of our board members and one of my mentors, my best friends. And then we have this amazing David Turner, who's a phenomenal businessman. He was based in Atlanta, is now in Florida, but he just has such great perspective on business and, and how things work in a business um, mindset, but also in a Holy Spirit-led mindset. And so it's just been so cool to do this with people who I love so much. 
I love that. And it was, it's so exciting to just see just as you wait on the timing of the Lord and just his, his plan and his pathway for your destiny and the pathway for the promise is he brings the best alongside of you and the people who will help, you know, to you to reach your destiny and get your, you know, your vision accomplished. And so that's so good though, too, Kins, as you're saying that, because I just think, and you and I have talked about this so much, but I feel like when I was, you know, back, I don't even know what year it was, but I mean, years and years and years ago, God mm-hmm. put it in my heart to launch a, a nonprofit. And mm-hmm. I had this dream to run a nonprofit for years and years and years. And like I had said in the beginning, I've learned that my timing is not the Lord. So good. But I think what I've learned is that, you know, we all go through waiting seasons where we're waiting on the promises Mm. of God to be fulfilled in our lives, where we feel like, God, you put this dream in my heart. You put this desire in my heart. You put this passion in my heart. You gave me this promise. However, I don't see the fulfillment of it coming. Mm. I feel like I'm just in a barren land and I feel like I'm wasting time. And I think even, you know, you and I have talked a lot, even in relation to now and being in COVID, like I think that so many people can look at their present circumstance and say, I feel like my life is at a standstill. Mm. And I just want to encourage everybody that if you do find yourself in a standstill or you find yourself waiting on the promises of God, do not get weary and do not give up because God does know what he's doing and he is faithful to fulfill what he started. And God is not a God that he puts these dreams in our hearts and then forgets to fulfill them. He puts these dreams in our heart and then he far surpasses anything that we ever could have dreamt. And so I look at the Radiant Initiative now and I look at the speakers that we've had on our podcast, you know, Heidi Baker and David Wagner and Leif Hetland and, you know, all these amazing, Mo Isom and all these just amazing speakers that I I've looked up to and respected my whole life. I look at the mission trips that we've been able to run and, and the trips that we've been able to go on. I look at the hundreds of women that have come through our radiant women's nights and, and to see the way that they've been impacted. And so I know that these things would not have happened had the Lord not first pulled me back and trained me and prepared me and equipped me to then send me out and fulfill this dream 10 times, 100 times more than anything I could have expected. And so that's my encouragement to all of our listeners is if you find yourself in a waiting season, do not give up, do not get weary, wait on the Lord because he will bring all of your wildest dreams to pass Mm. in a way that takes your breath away. I love that. And I think it's so awesome when we think and we understand that God, you want to use me more than I want to be Mm. used by you. Amen. And so- I think That's something that I've learned. I love that. And I think of that verse, and you say this verse all the time in Isaiah, of those who wait on the Lord yeah. will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. You yeah. know, they will run and not grow weary. Yeah. And it's like you think of the start of that verse, those who wait, those yeah. who wait. And, so and we need to remember that those who wait will renew. Yeah. And I think it, we're so quick in our culture to discount the waiting seasons That's and right. to want to write them off or or rush through them, but it's actually, and I think Chris Valentin said this in this message that we listened to when God pulls us back into this waiting season, Mm -hmm. you know, he pulls the bow and arrow back to equip us, but actually when he sends us back out, it changes the whole velocity of 
of what we're stepping into of, you know, of the entrustment of the dream. And it's actually in the pulling back in the waiting season that we're equipped with all of the wisdom and revelation so that we can run when it's time to run. there's momentum on us. So good. I love that verse. Like, as you were saying this, I feel like I just had this new revelation, but it's like those who wait on the Lord will mount Mm. up on wings like eagles. Wow. Think of the wings of an eagle and they soar. So good. There's not a striving to it. There's an ease to it. So good. And I believe that the secret to soaring is actually waiting and resting and falling back into a waiting series or a waiting season and allowing the Lord to build what he needs to build so that we can soar and we can glide instead of striving. And I think so many of us try to do things in our own way. And I look at even the building of me wanting to do missions and like, please God, I just have to do missions. You've given me this dream that I'm going to go impact nations. And you've given me this dream that, you know, all these amazing things will happen. And, and I look at how much I strive to get to that goal and it never worked out for me. And, and you know, what we strive to, what we strive to attain, we will have to strive to maintain that for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Where if we choose to just wait on the Lord and say, God, I don't like this. This doesn't make sense, but I'm going to choose to just sit. I'm going to choose to let you build in me what you want to build. I'm going to choose to let you heal what needs healed. I'm going to choose to let you break off what needs broken off of me. When we choose to surrender, surrender ourselves to the Lord and trust his timing and follow his voice and follow his lead. It's in that place that we can step into a place of gliding into our destiny. So good. That is such wisdom. And you think of that, I think I've heard somebody say that of like what you what what you create in striving, you have to actually sustain in striving, yeah. which is the opposite of the heart of God, yeah, right? It's like how tiresome. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> gosh, God help. I don't want to sustain something like that. No, me neither. But when I think of you, I think that you're just so steadfast and mm-hmm. people see that in you, that Thanks. you are just so unwavering in that. Like, no, I will hold on to hope. I will wait yeah. and I will wait for the promise. And I think of how the Israelites, it's like they knew the promise was in them. Like they had the promise in them and they waited. And some of it was their own choices of choosing their own way. But then a lot of it was just the journey that the Lord had them on, mm-hmm. right? Of of waiting and it, his journey looked different than they yeah. thought it would. And yeah. I think of that for you, it's like, you know, your waiting season looked so much different than God had for you. Yeah. And, but you stayed steadfast in the midst of it. And yeah. so what advice do you have for our listeners to stay steadfast? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say in my waiting seasons is a time where I pull out my promises of God book and I start reading them over myself. So good. And um, I remember being at Bethel and and Bill Johnson spoke and he said, you know, you need to steward the promises of God over Mm. your life. If you want to see them fulfilled, then write them down and keep them and hold them tight to your heart. And he told this story about how he would put the promises of God or the prophetic words that people spoke over him on note cards. And he would sit on the airplane on the way to a a meeting and he would read the, the words over himself. And I was so convicted by that because I had had so many words and so many promises, whether it was dreams that I felt like were in my heart that I felt like were promises or whether it was prophetic words that other people spoke over me. I had many words that I felt like were promises from the Lord that I 
would put in a notebook and I would put it under my bed and I wouldn't think about it again. And when Bill spoke that, I remember pulling out all of my journals and I typed out all of my prophetic words and I typed out all of my promises and I typed out all of my dreams in my heart. And anytime I found myself in a waiting season or anytime I found found myself in a discouraged season, I would pull those things out and I would re-remind myself, Brittany, God is calling you to the nations. Wow. He will use you to, to teach people identity. He will, to, he will use you to teach people non-compromise. He is going to use you to be a voice to women and to like walk through women through hard things. And wow. he is going to use you to do this and he is going to fill this in your life and he is going to bring you you know, all of these, these promises, we all have hundreds of promises Mm -hmm. that God has spoken over us. But I think that has been a key to my waiting season is that while I'm waiting for the promise, I'm reminding myself of what the promise is. And I'm not losing hope because my eyes are, are fixated not only on my promise, but on the promise keeper. So good. that, That is such an important thing for us to all remember is that, it is not about attaining the promise, but it's about having an intimate relationship with mm-hmm. a God who never fails to keep his promises so to good. us. And so even if things are not happening mm-hmm. when we think they should, we can go back and keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord to say, God, you are faithful. Mm-hmm. You do not back out so of your good. promises. You are a man of your word. You do not lie to mm-hmm. me. You do not dangle carrots in front of me to tease me, but you give me dreams. You give me desires. Mm-hmm. You give me promises to fulfill them. And so instead of looking at my promise, I'm going to look back at your nature and who you are mm-hmm. as the God that I worship. And I'm going to refuse to move off of this promise and off of who you are as, as my God, you know, that, that is so good. And what a practical way to keep your eyes fixed on the promise. And just, and I love that of like, and you talk so much about that of like carrying the promise with you. It's like, you're carrying it right until you give yeah. birth to the promise. Yeah. And so as you carry it, it's like speaking it over yourself again yeah. and again. And I love how Bill did that, you know, with the, with the cards and he carries them around with them of like, I will not lose sight. Like God says that you're victorious, you know, and this is how you walk in victory is speaking the promises over yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, in, in the real world, when I'm not doing (laughs) missions when I'm not doing ministry, I work as a labor and delivery nurse. And as you're saying this, I feel like I'm supposed to share this, but I remember in one of my waiting seasons when I felt so discouraged and I felt like, Oh my gosh, nothing is happening. All of my promises are null and void. Like literally nothing is happening. I remember sitting on an airplane and the Lord saying to me, Britt, just like in the natural, when a woman conceives a baby, only she and the doctor know that she's pregnant. And in the same way, it's like when God births a promise in our heart, I and the Lord are the only two people that know about what he's spoken to my heart. And as you know, the same in the natural, like when a woman continues to carry on in her pregnancy as her trimesters increase and she gets more and more pregnant, she begins to show. And, you know, then her intimate circle starts being able to see the the promise inside of her. And then, you know, her outside circle begins to see the promise and the baby inside of her. And it's the same way with the promises of God in our life. It's like, as we continue to carry this promise with us, more and more people around us will begin to call out that promise inside of us because we're carrying it and we're protecting Mm -hmm. it. And 
you know, and, and I think that what is so interesting is as you wow. get closer to giving birth to your promise, oftentimes the pressure increases and you'll feel an, an intensified pressure. You'll feel an intensified like problems or oppositions or whatever, or fear that tries to come in. And it's so interesting because as a labor and delivery nurse, you know, when I'm in delivery rooms with people, right as they're getting ready to have that baby, that's when so many women start freaking out and they start panicking of like, oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. There's so much pressure. I don't know what to do with the pressure. I don't know what to do with the pain. And I remember being in, in a room with one of my patients one time and she was was freaking out in her delivery. And I remember getting in her face and saying, I want you to just look at me. You're going to be okay. I want you to look at me. Your baby's almost here. Do not lose sight of this baby. You just need to focus wow. on me. And I remember when I said that to her, the Lord said to me, Britt, that's what I do with mm. you. When you are about to give birth to your promise and all pressure is coming in and all of these pain triggers are starting to come up, I'm standing in your face and I'm telling you, look at me. Do not lose sight mm. of the promise. Do not lose sight of the hope of what I've put inside wow. of you. You are about to give birth to this promise that I've put inside of you however many years ago. And oftentimes, so many of us know, oftentimes we will carry a promise for years and years mm. and years and years and years until we see a fulfillment mm. of it. But pressure is good. Pain is good. It, it's okay. And the promise is so close at that point. And so we so cannot fun. give up just because pressure or pain or oppositions or discouragement or disappointments come in because the more intensified that pressure is, the closer we are to giving birth to the promise of God over our life. That is so good. I absolutely love that. And you think of how promises are such an entrustment of God actually trusting your heart to carry it through to com completion, no matter what you're going to face in opposition or... yeah what you'll go through, yeah. you're going to carry out this promise to completion. Yeah. So good. And I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about obedience because when I think of you, you are a woman that has built your life in accordance to the, to the word of God mm -hmm. again and again and again. And you've just, you've never lost sight of that. You've just obeyed the Lord at any cost in your life. And I think of that verse in Matthew seven, when, when Jesus says, when you build your, when you build something on rock, it'll last. But yeah. if you build something, you know, on sand, it, when the rain and the winds come, it, it'll, it'll be gone. Yeah. And it's like, you can build, build and build anything, you know, of this world. But if it's not backed by the word of God, if it's yeah. not endorsed by the word of God, it's meaningless. Yeah. And so what, what does obedience look for you and look like for you? And can you just talk a little bit about the importance of obedience? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that I think of is my mom's voice as a kid saying to me, delayed obedience is disobedience. If wow. you obey me, you respond the first time that I say something to you or you're in disobedience. And, you know, as a kid, it's like when your parents say things like that to you, it's so annoying. You're just like, whatever, you know, you have a bad attitude. And mom would always say, you'll do it right away, all the way with the right attitude or you're in trouble, you know? And so I, I think of that in my response to the Lord of like, if I feel the Lord asking me to do something, or if I read in scripture and the Lord commands me to do something, if I don't do it right away, all the way and with the right attitude, if I don't have a, a heart posture of immediate, immediate obedience to the Lord, I am in a place of disobedience. Wow. Him. And so to me, 
I think honestly, Ken's, I've, I've had moments where I have delayed my obedience to the Lord mm-hmm. and I look back and I missed blessings that I know God yeah. had for me in it. And God is such a gracious dad that if we mess it up one time, he gives us another chance to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think through those lessons, I've been like, man, I don't want to be a person that has hesitant obedience to God. Wow. And so that's my heart posture. And that's my encouragement to all of us of like, if you feel God asking you to do something, or if you read in scripture and God commands you to do something, do not buck the system with him. Like, so just good. Respond immediately because there are I love that. always blessings waiting on the other side mm. of our obedience to him. Wow. And I think obedience brings favor. And I've watched God breathe favor on your life and just entrust you with so much favor. And I think it's a function of your obedience in so many ways, you know? And so that's such good advice, I think. And I think even obedience, it's, it's just willing, a willingness, right. To look different than the world sometimes, because often what God is asking us to do is countercultural to the world or even what's going on inside of our heart, because we so often have that tension struggle of wanting to do it our own way. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's so cool when you think about it of like, we are, as believers, we are from a different kingdom and our father does operate out of a different spirit than the spirit of this world. And so how cool to be his kids and literally get to live countercultural that every aspect of our lives can be marked by a, a, a difference where people look at us and they're like, something's different on him. Something's different on her that they, that we would carry ourselves differently, that we would speak differently, that we would interact with people differently. And, um, so yeah, it's like, we are meant to look different than the world around us. I love that. And you walk so well in that. I think you take so seriously, standing for righteousness at any cost with this unwavering hope, with this deep conviction, you know that, no, I will defend, you know, the cause of Christ at any cost, no matter if I look different. And, you know, I think of that all the time of like, no, we are called to be the thermostats, not the thermometer. And, you know, sometimes it is uncomfortable, you know, to, to stand, you know, in obedience, but it's like, we, you know, knowing we stand for righteousness, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's right. So good. Britt, this is just so fun because you are one of my best friends and we get to do life together and we get to do ministry together in so many different capacities. And it's so fun diving deep into the, you know, what, what God wants to share with the world. It's the best. And, so and I love it because I think so much with you, you are such a window into the more of God for so many people. And I've watched you sit across from so many people and people are always just looking back at you. Tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. And they mm-hmm. always want to hear the more of God and what he's doing in your life. And you just show up every day and you share, you humbly present what God's doing in your life and you wear it at your forefront and you let people experience the heart of the father through you. So it's so exciting. And as we were chatting, I was just thinking of that charge that you spoke a few years ago. Britt was a keynote speaker at a, at a um, young adults conference and she spoke this charge. And I just think it's so instrumental just for right now too, of just, you know, standing for standing for the Lord and 
being people of righteousness that will defend the word of God, that will wear the armor of God and that will release it into culture because the world is so hungry for an encounter with the Lord. And so I would love for you just to read that and release that on people because I feel so strongly that we, we just need to release hope today and, and just steadfastness in which is what you walk in so well. Thank you. Yes. I would love to read this over y'all. This is a charge, like Ken said, that I wrote in 2018 for a conference at a church in Idaho. It's called the Now Now Conference. And um, this was just a charge that the Lord put on my heart to really challenge people of my generation to be fully alive in everything that God's called you to be. And as a believer, to set a pace that looks different than the world. And so I would love to read this over y'all in closing. Today, I would like to charge you with this. The father is calling out his sons and daughters. He is saying to you that now is your time to rise up, to rise up like never before and take your rightful place. It is time to step out of complacency into a place of great authority. Today is the day. Now is the time to lock eyes with Jesus and never look back. There is no more room for comparison, compromise, or complaining. You are called to be a leader to this generation. You were created as a change agent to radically impact every sphere that you walk into. You have been chosen for such a time as this to be a co-heir with Jesus, to bring heaven to earth. The world needs what you carry and is waiting for you to rise up. As a part of this generation, I stand with you today and I challenge us to rise up and be the generation known for being radically in love with our Father. May we be set apart in every way. Let us be the ones who loved wholeheartedly, the ones who looked fear in the face and ran after it, willing to risk everything for the one we love above all else. May we be people who care less about our reputations and more about how we are representing Jesus. Let us be people who aren't looking for the approval from this world because they know that the only applause that we need comes from eternity. Let us be the generation more concerned with our character than caring what people think about us. So set apart in every way that we shift culture everywhere we go. Let's make Jesus attractive. Let's give the world a face-to-face encounter with our Father. May every part of our lives be lived through courage. May we lend our strength to each other and always call each other higher. Let's be people who dared to believe Jesus at his word and clung tight to his promise, even in the face of opposition, willing to risk everything to see heaven invade earth. May we be people willing to trade our comforts for this great commission, knowing that nothing great will happen inside the limitations of our comfort zones. May we be people who don't have time to glare at our computer screens because we are too occupied staring at the Father's face. Let's be the ones who are able to say no to the mundane because we know that we have been called to the radical. People who don't compete because we know that we've been chosen. The people who boldly will call out sin for the sake of his righteousness. Today, may you walk away knowing that the same authority that lives inside of Jesus lives inside of you. Today, we rise up corporately, standing in the gap for our generation. The world is waiting for me. It's waiting for you to take your rightful place. The kingdom didn't change and captives weren't set free until Esther took her place and claimed her authority until she looked fear in the face and rose up courageously anyway. Anyway, now is the time for us to rise up and claim our authority for the sake of our generation. It's time to walk in the fullness of who you've been created to be. 
I believe that you are being commissioned today for such a time as this to be a powerful carrier of his presence. Today, I speak to you as a leader in our generation, and I say to you that now is our time. He is calling you by name today to rise up and claim your authority in him. Are you ready to follow him, ready to run after him with everything you have? It is time to say yes to his call on your life, knowing that the power within you is not small and the strength of all of heaven is on your side. That wherever you go, you will operate in his strength and his authority to bring the dead things back to life. The greatest lie that the enemy wants you to believe is that the gospel is not urgent and that Christ's resurrection power is not necessary. I am here to declare to you today that your authority starts now because the time is now. We have been appointed and anointed for such a time as this. Today is your commissioning to go into all of the world and invade it with the message and the power of Jesus. Expect his signs, wonders, and miracles to follow you everywhere you go. All he needs is your yes. Today is the day. Now is your time. So go. Amen. 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 And Britt, how can people follow along with the Radiant Initiative and come along with what God is doing in your ministry and just stay up to date on everything that's happening this year? Yes. Stay involved with everything we're doing. Um, You can check us out online at www.theradiantinitiative.com. We have an Instagram page. And then obviously on this podcast page, Rising Radiant, you can hear amazing speakers. I'm so excited for all the more amazing speakers that are to come. Um, So yeah. Amazing. Thank you for coming on today and just sharing more of your story. What a treat. Absolutely loved everything. Thank you. Wasn't that phenomenal? Brittany is such a picture of radical faith and deep wisdom. What a gift that was. Be sure to check out the Radiant Initiative's website and Instagram to stay tuned for all that the Lord is doing. And make sure to hit the subscribe button on Rising Radiant so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.